Let's go, folks. Time for the Gibby Show. Hey, doing baseball fans, and welcome to another edition of the Gibby Show, presented by Miller Lite, the official beer of Major League Baseball and the Gibby Show. I'm John Arezzi, and joining me direct from San Antonio, Texas, the former member of the 86 World Champion New York Mets, Ooh. the two-time manager of the Toronto Blue Jays, and now I could say best-selling author, and the man who always tells it like it is. The baseball lifer himself, Mr. John Gibbons. John, how you doing this week? Johnny, I'm doing good, man. I was a little under the weather. I'm starting to feel pretty good. You're looking good. Your face is a little... Oh. Got a lot of color. <laughs> makeup, dude. Makeup. Even yeah. on these podcasts, makeup. Yeah, exactly. You are doing a lot of uh, video work now. So do you have a makeup artist yet? <laughs> Does this look like Botox or any of that? <laughs> no. It's, this is just called bad Irish skin, man. That's all. Bad this Irish is. skin. Well, I tell you what. I mean, uh, big week for you. Uh, you are now officially a bestseller, and many of the lists that are up there, uh, nonfiction books up in Canada, and uh, pretty cool stuff, John. Yeah, you know the people have been good. You know, the, the uh, there's been some you know some good responses and people going out there buying it, and they they seem to enjoy it. So, you know, I thank Canada for that. You know, it's been been pretty cool. And you're out selling Pamela Anderson. Yeah, figure that. You talk about maybe I, maybe it is Botox. Who knows? Maybe, maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> and other stuff. I mean, there's uh, you, re, you're going to be recording your audio book coming up, and that has been announced as officially coming out on June the twentieth. And there are also some people saying that maybe there could be not just you know not you reading it, but somebody that a lot of fans of the Blue Jays are familiar with, uh, Minori Kawasaki. Oh, Mooney, wouldn't that be beautiful, man? Oh, God. I mean, that sucker, that sucker would sell like wildfire over there in Japan. You know, I mean, we may have to do that, you know? I was watching some of his interviews and hilarious. Just hilarious. What a character. What a oh, character. Oh, he's one of the best human beings you'll ever, you'll ever meet. And he's, he, talk about uh, uh, social media guru. He's everywhere, you know? He's, uh, yeah. But he, but he's he's got such a different personality. I told you his parents used to get all over him when he when he would uh, act act up over here and uh, when we were in Canada and states. They, they don't don't embarrass your family, you know, Mooney. He, he's still at it. <laughs> he's he's definitely hilarious. I mean, we got a big show today, John. Really big show. Uh, we'll talk about uh, what's going on with the Jays, of course. Uh, starting pitching really came together. Uh, over the last week or so, so we'll discuss that. We have other uh, topics about the Blue Jays and of baseball in general. Uh, but today, also on the uh, Gabbing with Gibby segment, of course, brought to you by Tim Hortons, we have two for the price of one. I mean, what you've done, you know, always outdoing yourself each and every week. Our guest on Gabbing with Gibby uh, on this episode will be the Jays' closer, Jordan Romano, and another key member of the Jays' bullpen, Tim Mesa. So you got two today. Oh, this is like Mutt and Jeff, man, Batman and Robin. These two, these two are like this, right? They're best buddies. And, uh, and you know, obviously, Jordan's, you know, one of the best closers in baseball. Timmy's one of the best go-to guys. He can he can set up. He can pitch multiple innings. And, you know, he was there when I, you know, my uh, – in 2018, my last year, great arm. You could just see him getting better and better. And uh, to, not only two of my favorites, you know, two most people's favorites, he, these guys. Yeah, well, it's going to be a good one today for sure. Uh, I want to take you back over the last week. Um, the starting pitchers for the Jays, the last 
five starts on this road trip that just finished. Incredible. Incredible. I mean, everyone seems to be firing on all cylinders. The the entire starting team, even the, the four and fives, which people were a little worried about. Kikuchi, he just seems to have found himself. And uh, also uh, uh, Barrios as well. But uh, Kevin Gossman looks like the ace that he is. Uh, uh, I'd like to ask you about this starting rotation now. As a manager... You know the first three guys are always the ones that are looked upon as those are the go-tos, and then the four and fives. If you have the four and fives working for you, things really start to go right. Yeah, Johnny, I think things have definitely ironed themselves out. You know, uh, and, to, and to be fair, you get, you figured that was going to happen. Um, you know, Manoa got a little, off to a little bit uh, slow start, obviously. And then his, then his uh, start the other day in Yankee Stadium, you know what? He 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 shut him down, you know. Which yeah. you know, he he faced Cole, you know. There was a little bit well. What's this going to be like? Because they had their issues last year. And what did he do? He stepped up, you know. Uh, Big time. That's that's what he's all about, you know. Gosman Gosman's had one one uh, one tough outing, but other than that, he's been rock solid. Uh, you know, there was a story about Gosman. I mean, he struck out eleven uh, in his start, and uh, only one other time in Blue Jays history did a starting pitcher strike out 11 or more, and that was Clemens back in the mid-90s. So uh, uh, in the history of the Blue Jays playing at Yankee Stadium, only two guys have done that, and that's uh, Clemens and the other day, Gossman. So uh, what a great uh, – what a great – the way the team looks is great. But, uh, you you know, you, you as a manager, when you had to deal with those four and fives, and especially when you're with the GM – and I know, you know, your history with JP. Give us a little bit of a, ba- a backstory on when you have your charts up. Tell us tell us more about, you know, looking at that depth on the rotation and how you guys used to deal with it years ago. Well, obviously, when, you know, when JP was there, you know, uh, JP had limited resources, you know, and the team was – it wasn't it was like a rebuild, but there was just certain only certain things he could do. And that, that's back when the Yankees and the Red Sox – I mean, I mean, we're they spending were spending millions and yeah, millions, and, and, and they were kind of at their, you know, their peak, right? With the Ortiz and Manny Ramirez and the Jeters and all that, right? And, so you're and, saying uh, no competitive balance? <laughs> no, it it what happened is they'd run away from the division by the beginning, first of June, you know. So anyway, but, but we, we, we there was limited money JP could spend to bring in top notch starters, you know. So we go through different guys, and some guys did a very good job, but you know, Halliday was on that team. It's the funniest thing though. Because in the manager's office, at least back then, we had a the uh, this big poster board that you know the schedule, you know, like a whiteboard. No, it was just you know it was just something they put out the the six month schedule okay, of all the, the teams you face. Okay. And then what to do? The pitching coach would come in and he'd he'd mark for at least uh, for two weeks each month, you know, the the rotation as it is in case you know barring any setbacks or anything. Like that. So JP would come in there, and we'd be talking about the rotation for the next couple of weeks and. He'd go. He'd get. He'd get a marker up on the board. And he'd, get, you know, when Halliday pitch, he he put a win, and he go loss, loss, maybe a win. <laughs> come back to Halliday, win, loss, <laughs> loss. <laughs> but we ended up fin- finishing five hundred, so we we snuck in some more wins out of some other guys. But uh, you know, the, the bottom line is that these guys. Uh, you, you're gonna you're gonna win and lose on your starting rotation, and there there was there was uh, some bumps early on. But you knew these guys were too good. The the old, I think what what really made people nervous a little bit was uh, at the end of last year, Barrios and Kikuchi were struggling, right? Yeah. So they come into this year and, and they, they got off to a similar struggle. 
even after a good spring training, so everybody's yeah. wondering, okay. But all of a sudden, then they now that you know what they just righted the ship and, and they look really good and they've uh, uh, it's not even even a question mark right now. But you know, people need to keep in mind that they're going to have some they're going to have some stinkers. They're going to go out there and get hit sometimes, and they're not. You know, that's just that's just part of it. But I think they ought to be feeling really good because I think the objective here is you know they built the offense so strong. All they want is some good solid outings from these pitchers. Keep thinking, keep keep us in the game. Let our offense take over. That's all you need to do. We don't have to have a shutdown staff. Yeah. Well, I mean, they certainly came together over the last week. We'll see what happens over the next week or so. But, I mean, it's looking good, John. Um, there's also been some discussion about uh, Brandon Belt. I mean, uh, hit a big home run. Uh, he got off to, you know, a little bit of a slow start. Um, let me get your take on uh, on Brandon as far as uh, what's going on with him. Uh, you know, how often he should play. Should there be any other moves? Maybe a little bit more balance back and forth. So uh, give me your take on uh, on Brandon, please. Well, it's it's hard to say exactly, but here's here's this guy's a seasoned veteran. You know, he's been through the wars in the, yeah. on some on some championship teams, right? He knows what he's doing, and they they brought him in to provide a little bit of balance to their lineup from the left side, and, and he could also spell Vladdy uh, Jr. over at first base because he's a heck of a first baseman as well. Yeah. Uh, but but you know, he got off to a slow start. Not it's not uh, unusual for a guy to, in a new spot. You know, he's been with the Giants his whole career to get off a slow start. Plus, he wasn't getting steady at bats, you know, and uh, that's just the way it's set up. And it's hard. I don't care how what kind of career you've had. Without some steady at bats, it's tough to get anything going. Now, saying that, and he goes into Yankee Stadium the other day, you know, uh, you know, he's still, he's been throwing, he's he's keep holding his head above water, but he really hadn't started you know, really started clicking yet. But then he goes to the Yankee Stadium, hits a big home run in a in a in a close ball game, right? And that's worth that's worth it right there. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, and because, you know, that's one of their big you know rivals to win that division. So, uh, it is. you know, he's a season vet. He'll survive. He may not be uh, 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 what he used to be. Obviously, that's that's, just, you know, we had the same thing with Frank Thomas. Sometimes these guys get older, man. Frank yeah. was a Hall of Famer. Right. But he'll 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 give them enough and he'll give them some quality bats and he'll give them some leadership in the clubhouse that uh, will, will pay dividends. Yeah, and maybe that big home run is, uh, you know, sometimes it creates momentum too. So we'll see what happens. Yes. And, yep. uh, obviously, uh, very impressed with what's going on overall with the Jays. Uh, but the other question I have, and you being a catcher and you managing uh, great catchers over the course of your career, I mean, looking at the Jays situation behind the plate uh, with uh, Danny Jansen and Alejandro Kirk and uh, playing time, balance, what's your, uh, you know, as, as a manager – and knowing these guys so well, what's your assessment on how the catchers are being used in the Blue Jays' uh, uh, major league team right now? Well, you know what they got—they're they're lucky. They got—they got a couple of pretty good ones, and they, they traded off uh, Moreno, another really good one out there in Arizona. You know, yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm a huge Danny Jansen fan, and I say that because you know he's—he's he's a top-notch defender. You know, you look at the team's record when he plays and. He's really he's turned into a better hitter than I thought he was going to be, you know. But, mm-hmm. but I've always viewed catching as, you know, your number one responsibility is that pitching staff, right? You you get the most out of them. We'll take what we can get behind the plate, you know. I, I, maybe that's because I was one of those kind of guys, right? But Danny's yeah. gotten better and better offensively, right? And, he, and he's he's clutch, you know. He's even he's even like a, I think he DH in a postseason game. He's, nobody ever thought that, right? Yeah. Um, so. The more he's in there, 
you know, you know, I, I love it. You know, I think he's that good. You know, obviously though, this isn't my team and they got another guy that's an all-star Kirk who can really swing it. And he's, you know, he's Manoa's guy. Um, and you know, they're, they're making it work. You know, uh, eventually who knows they need to want to get Danny some more bats and they keep, you know, Kirky's bat in the lineup, you know, DH him more, things like that. They, they do have some options. A lot of that probably will revolve around, you know, um, like we just talked about what, what how belts doing and and uh, you know I knew that I know they like to DH Vladdy a little bit to get him off his feet, but if crying that Vladdy's twenty four years old, man, keep throwing him out there. You know he don't he don't need a rest. Um, so we'll see. But they they it's a good problem to have. But there's there's no doubt uh, for guys to have big big years, they got to get be getting steady at bats. You can't always do it. You always can't always give them to them. But that's that's the ideal world when you can, and that's what they want. Hey, it's a tough gig, right? Uh, making those decisions and, uh, you know, because you have two quality guys there behind the plate and. Oh yeah. Uh, yes. Very good. Very good. Uh, well, you know, I just want to let everybody know that, uh, you are listening to the Gibby show presented by Miller light and John, uh, over the past week, uh, have you been enjoying a little Miller light as you're there, uh, back home in San Antonio and, uh, celebrating, uh, uh the status of, uh, your best-selling book over Pam Anderson. So what's going on? Did you celebrate with him in the light? <laughs> well, I told you, I've been a little under the weather. I haven't been able to join him. My, my dog stole a couple from me, though. And, and, I saw uh, that on Twitter. Uh, no, I had, to, I had to get him from him before he, uh, he started trying to drink those things. But uh, no, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm about healed, so I'm, I'm going to have me one today. You can bet on that. Because, you know, it, it tastes like Miller time, man. It always it does. And, uh, always tastes like Miller time, my friend. And uh, I tell you what, it hasn't really been a Miller time as we get back to the leadoff for a guy named Max Scherzer, who uh, was unceremoniously bounced from the game this uh, past Wednesday last week uh, because uh, the umpires claimed that he had uh, – well, one of them said it was the stickiest hands he ever felt. Uh, my question to you, Max, you know, uses the rosin like rosin is legal to use. Uh, but in, in this situation, he started off the first inning, gets his hands checked. Everything is cool. He had really no control in that first inning. Second inning comes in, starts firing away. Boom. In the zone, in the zone, in the zone. They check his hands after the second inning. And that's when the problem started. Uh, they were saying that there was too much stickiness. They wanted him to change his mitt. They wanted him to do something to go back. And the MLB officials there as well, they have to be. So he washes his hands, but he washes it with alcohol, which you later discover actually makes it even more sticky. Uh, so he has a great, um, uh, not just second inning, but third inning. When he comes out for the fourth inning, here we go again. Now, now it's getting heated. Max is screaming, it's rosin and sweat. It's rosin and sweat. Buck comes out, stoic. Max gets tossed. Comes out, swears on his kids. It was nothing. I wasn't doing anything illegal. But Buck, you know, kind of like as a manager, all right, so you have the umps now interrogating your pitcher, rightfully or wrongfully. First, second inning, third inning, he gets tossed. And a lot of people are saying, well, Buck didn't have his back. What's your take on all of this? What's going on? Would you have handled it differently if you were like on that field watching your ace get heaved toe for some stickiness? 
You know, it's it's tough for me to answer that honestly. You know, uh, and be and be fair to all involved because I because I'm not there. Uh, all I know is this: in in the the sticky stuff's been around, you know, uh, baseball forever, right? You, know, mm-hmm. you go back to the guys, the Gaylord Perry's, the guys that were loading it up, the spitters and things like that. It's kind and it's kind of an accepted thing. Um, they cracked down on it because I guess they came up with a new substance that uh, on the spider tech. I mean, they cracked down on that. Yeah, get really. But rosin's really still legal, but they don't tell you how much you could use or not use. Right, but it really jacked up these pitchers. You know, the uh, the spin rates and things like that. So they they got to the point where they, they wait. We we got to do something about it, right? And so so uh, you know he 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 go he goes out there. It's kind of a, a like I said, it, it it was accepted part part of baseball. But now that now they're checking. You know, it's funny he didn't have any of that. They didn't find anything that first time. You said he had no control, and then he comes back out in, in the. You know, it's it. Uh, it looked very different. <laughs> yeah. It, it, so who knows? Well, for crying out loud, they got four innings at him. You know, that what do they get nowadays? Six, six. All they want out of starters anyway. So they were just a couple innings shy. But as far as how Buck, you know, Buck knows what's going on. But it used to be though that when when managers used to sometimes they would have the umpires check an opposing pitcher's, you know, body or glove or whatever. For that reason, right? The hitters would all say hey, he's he's loading it up, blah blah blah, whatever. With the the problem with that is, you start checking, getting checking other teams' pitchers, knowing that your own pitching staff guys are doing the same thing, you know. So you're kind of opening up a can of worms there, you know. It's 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 a tough balance. Now the leagues that you know the leagues, uh, um, of course, involved. Um, you know, I don't know. You know, I don't. You know, Buck Buck's got his back. He he's, he's got to have his back. You know, that's his. Uh, that's yeah, he's his a shrewd ace. guy. He's got to have his back, but he didn't get tossed over it. I mean, that's you know, everyone was kind of why he didn't get tossed. But you know, it is what it is. Buck is very stoic all the time, and he's always calculated in his thinking. But you had mentioned something. Uh, you don't have to mention names, uh, but you were at Yankee Stadium once, or there's <laughs> there's a little Excuse sticky me. there's a little story involved with uh, uh with some with, you, no yeah I won't I won't say any names, but I, when, when I came names. back to the, when I, the 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 Blue Jays in 2013, Jimmy Leland was managing the All Star game, mm-hmm. and he uh, so he brought me as one of his coaches, right? And uh, I can remember a great pitcher in the game comes out of the game and he's in the dugout and everybody's shaking his hand. He had a good one in. You know, everybody throws it in. Here. So I shook his hand. We're crying a lot. I, got my, I, couldn't, I couldn't get my hand away. It was like, like crazy glued. I think I still have some of his epidermis on my hands. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, so I'm just saying, you know, it's not it's not unheard of in baseball. It was kind of brought into focus because they came up with something that, that's really uh, it'll help the spin rates. So they're trying to get that under control, but it's like, uh, what they'll say, you ain't cheat, you ain't trying, man. And they're gonna, and somebody's gonna try to, somebody's gonna try to break, cheat the system, uh, yeah. uh, as long as the game's around. That's uh, very true. And finally, in the leadoff, uh, I want to talk to you about the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks DFAing somebody that did wonderful things in the course of his career, and that's Madison Bumgardner. And uh, Diamondbacks DFA'd him, owing him thirty-four million dollars still. So, what's your take on? Something like this, John. Yeah, it's it's a lot of money. Uh, you know, I kind of salute the Diamondbacks. You know, they like their team. You know, they're they're leading their division right now. It's early, but you know, they kind of came decided. You know, it's it's more important that we were able to pitch somebody in that slot because as long as he's, you can't put him in the bullpen, you know, you know, you just can't do that. So you know, it's it's a it's a bold move, but they they they're willing to eat it. You know, he'll resurface with somebody else. Else, I would think he'd probably end up down there in Texas somehow with uh, Bochi. 
Yeah, there's because, a few teams looking at him right now, and maybe Texas yeah. is one of them. Yeah, so maybe he needs more. Maybe he needs some stick him, man. Maybe Scherzer. Maybe a little stick him, right? Get him back <laughs> in the groove. But he's well, uh, it, he's one. You know what? A, what a what a career, man. He was he oh, talked yeah. about a workhorse. You yeah. know, he was like that uh, post postseason hero. You know, with yeah. the with the Giants out there, he pitched, he start, and he come in the bullpen. That, that Kansas City, the year they beat Kansas City for the uh, World Series title, man, he was. I mean, that's that's historic. Now it's time for gabbing with Gibby, brought to you by Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons Smile Cookie Week is back a little earlier this year, from May first to the seventh. Pick up a smile cookie for yourself or a box to share from your local Tim's, and a hundred percent of the proceeds go right back into the community. Every cookie makes a difference. Yeah, yeah, a great cause. You know, I, I hope people go out and support that because they do a lot of charity work and take care of a lot of less fortunate out there and, and uh, pretty good cookies too. So it's a, oh, yeah. let's let and all the money goes back them. to the community. So that's kind of a very cool thing that Tim Hortons is doing. And yes. uh, it's a tradition now. Yeah, I could use one of them cookies right about now if you want to know the truth. There you go. Me too. (laughs) All right, let's get to Gavin with Gibby. On this week's Gabbing with Gibby, we have not one but two guests who are both players who play such a big part of the Blue Jays. We're happy to welcome, making his second appearance on the Gibby Show, closer Jordan Romano, and appearing for the first time, Jays reliever Tim Meza. Gentlemen, welcome to Gabbing with Gibby. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah thanks for having me back. <laughs> hey, hey, Jordy, man, you were such a hit that first time. We had, we were trying to bump ratings up, man. We said we better get Romano back on here. That we're we're struggling a little bit. No, and then we, hey, then we, then we got to get your sidekick in here, man. He's connect. You got heard you guys are connected at the hip, Timmy Mazin. <laughs> yeah, you got to bring in the su- superstar, Timmy. You no, know? drive up those ratings. <laughs> You're darn right. Hey, you know when uh, my last year, 2018. Timmy, Timmy was pitching, man. I tell you what, you know what? Uh, hey, hey, what kind of dog you got, by the way, Jordan? Yeah, I got a uh, a Doberman. Oh, that's oh, right, that's right, that's right, dude. Yeah. You're like you're you're like a uh, Mark Man around here, but you know now that you got to have that protection. Yeah, he's definitely I a mean, good guard dog, but I mean, you couldn't let the dog outside for a little bit. Hey. Too cold for him. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Timmy, at eighteen, you could you you, were, you just got your opportunity. At the end of seventeen, and then eighteen in in uh, as the manager. I was on my way out. I knew it, but I'd watch it. I said, I mean, this guy's going to be good, Timmy. You know, you're, everybody's always looking for left-handed relievers, right? Pitchers, period. And now you, you come along. You got a power arm, and, and uh, you know you just started to put it together. And it was always a confidence thing, I think. And, and you know, it's it's tough to be confident necessarily until you have some success. So you, you just kept going out there, and little by little, you got better and better. Now, and uh, couldn't be more proud, man. See, now you got like four or five years under your belt in the big leagues, and uh, you know one of the top left-handed relievers in the game. And uh, hey, Jordan, the most important—he's he, got two kids now. For crying out loud, he must have—he must have really tricked somebody. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't believe it, but I got to say this about Tim. Uh, I mean. Always puts his kids first. I know he's up early every morning, so it's nothing but respect for me there. Uh, I kind of, hey, so, I, I kind of give it to ahead. Jordan a little bit, you know. Like 
Jordan comes to the field. I'm like, Jordan, you, you just wake up? I said, I've been up since 7.30 changing diapers. And he's like, oh, oh. Tim, I want to hear about it. <laughs> yeah, he likes, to, he likes to shame me for sleeping in. <laughs> well, who do you think's taking the dog for a walk in the morning? Uh, uh, maybe his wife. Maybe his wife. Yeah, that's – I usually do the – I do the night shift. I do the night shift. <laughs> Hey, Timmy, so you get up and change the diapers of that kid so your wife can sleep in? Uh, she she wakes up through the night. So, you know, our four-month-old, he's still waking up in the middle of the night. So she she lets me sleep in until I, – I say 7.30, but 8 o'clock, usually the door opens, and I'll hear the feet come in, and it's it's da-da, da-da. I'm like, all right, all right, yeah, it's it's time. So 8 a.m. is is the wake-up call around here. Dude, you're the best, man. That's, that's, that's a heck of a father <laughs> right there. No, seriously. There's a lot of people out there. I might have been one of them that wouldn't do that. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little baseball, man. See, so coming right. off a bit, a nice series in in New York. In the in the you know it's early in the season, but you, you guys have kind of developed a rivalry there. You know, it goes back the the last couple of years in in the you know you're two of the better teams of baseball, and you know there's there's a little bit going on. You know, with with Laddie Junior. not wanting to play there, and then with uh, Manoa and Cole and all that. So things have kind of ratcheted up, and I think it's beautiful for baseball. You know. And so you go in there, Yankee Stadium's a tough place to play. It all it always has been, right? I don't care how good the teams are. And you guys, you guys won two at two out of three, man. And it's early in the season, but you know what? There's there's certain series it, it's it's really important to do play well, and that's what you guys did there, you know. So how how was it? No, I think it was uh it was a pretty good series, you know. Uh yeah, like you said, always going to Yankee Stadium, it's not it's not easy to play there. And um, I think since we're playing the Yankees less, especially this year, you know, we're playing uh, everyone in the division less, those games maybe mean a little bit more, you know, for standings and stuff. So it's definitely nice coming out of there with a series win. Hey, best thing they could have done, though, man, more balanced schedule. Are you kidding me? To run that gauntlet in the American League East, you know, I keep hearing about, well, the other division. You can't even compare the other divisions, right? You know, it, it's funny. I'm not knocking anybody, but I, I, was, I, was, I was watching the, the one of the MLB Network today, and they're talking about the Pittsburgh Pirates, and I'm thinking, well, for crying out loud, if the Blue Jays played in that uh, National League Central, they might, you know, they might be, they might not have been beat yet. You know, it's like, <laughs> of course, I don't mean it's never that easy, but uh, you know, all right. So you're you're back home now, where you guys are, you guys are comfortable where you want to be. You get the. You're in a, you're in a good spot, but once again, it's, it's the toughest division in baseball. You know, um, you guys feeling good? You got to be feeling good now, don't you? I mean, I I think that uh, a lot of a lot of things are starting to iron themselves out. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the focus is is always to win series. You know, you get three game series. Hey, you got to at least take two out of three, and and that's but um, you know, in order to do that, you got to win the first one kind of deal, or or you know, one of the first two and. Uh, that's that's kind of been the the focus is you know even though it's 162 games like really breaking it down into these these mini series and okay let's let's take two out of three from you know starting tonight the White Sox and then not looking too far ahead so um, it's been it's been really nice to see that that the focus has kind of been on winning the game for that day and and focusing on kind of that task at hand. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, George. Hey, Timmy's got this figured out, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh... <laughs> I think me and Timmy are uh, exactly opposite. He's a numbers guy, a <laughs> lot of video. He'll know who we're playing like July 6th. And I, <laughs> I barely know who we're playing today. You know, I just kind of show up to the field and go. 
I don't really look over numbers, hitters, anything, but yeah. So me and give Tim me, are complete opposites. <laughs> give me the ball, man. Give me the ball. Timmy, yeah. you're, you're an, you're an analytics guru, Timmy. I like to, so I, I consider like each series, like a little homework assignment. So I want to know who the lefties are. I want to know the pockets that, that I can potentially come in and see. And, and I want to, I want to be able to know as much about that hitter as possible. I wouldn't say I, I dive into like, you know, his, his numbers and analytics, but I want to know where his weaknesses are and, and how, how can I exploit them? I just thought you just went in there and blew him away. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. You know, I'm 90% fastballs and here I am talking about how I, I'm looking at swings and stuff like that. Um, but no, I, I like to see what they look like in the box prior to having to go out there and face them. Yeah. You know, Hey, good for you. You know, that's, a, it's important. You, you can get, gain a lot of, information that way and, and it makes some guys tick and then there's a lot of guys that, like jordan does it right that uh you know uh maybe it's because you're the maybe, probably a lot of it because you're a closer to jordan you know it's like you know it, it doesn't matter who you're facing the game's on the line you know what uh, it's it's not quite as it's not mapped out let's say like a, the guy you know the setup guys and the guys lead to you it's, here it is like it or not i got to get these guys out and uh you keep it simple right is that how you do it yeah, pretty much. I feel like when I when I start diving like too deep into stuff, I start worrying about um, more of the hitter and, and less of like my game. You know, I'm worried about their game and it'll take me a little bit off mine. So, yeah, I just kind of worry about my game. And, you know, if I get beat throwing my game, I'm I'm totally OK with it. Exactly. Good. Hey, real quick. I want to tell you guys, you remember Mark Burley, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bur- Burley, one, you know, incredible career, you know, the Cy Young, I mean, not the Cy Young, but the no hitter, the perfect game championship, all that. And he said he would never, he would never, he never shook off a catcher. Right. And I, and I, so we asked him, I said, that's, that's impossible. Right. I said, so I watched it when he, when they traded him, he never shook off the catcher. And he's in his thinking was if I put, I don't care what I throw, if I put it where I want to put it, you know, he may get some hits off me, but you know what? He's not going to do any damage. And sometimes we can overdo it. We can overthink it. And like what you're talking about, if you, if you put that sucker in a good spot, you know, you know, you're going to, you're going to have results and that, that that's what you're having. You know? Yeah. All right, let's, let's talk about the bullpen, man. All right. Let's get you guys home down there. Hey, yeah. Timmy, do you, Timmy, do you get down there right the first innings? Timmy down there in the first inning. Oh yeah. yeah. He's down there. Pitch, yeah. pitch one. Hey, I'll tell you, Gibby. Gibby, this this guy's game plans might be might be simple, but that entrance that Romano has is anything but. Oh, we, we're gonna get you know? that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the only thing could better if he had that nose ring in for crying out loud. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, well, tell us, when tell I'm, us. About, when I'm ahead. walking in, and I when when I'm walking in, and I feel uh, I see the lights go off, I could uh, see Timmy eyes roll just behind me. You know, like oh, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody in the stadium thinks that uh, uh, you know Rogers is just in that they're not paying their bills, man. So they got to turn out the lights on that thing, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then they jack up your uh, your phone bills. Anyway, hey, so yeah, <laughs> hey, hey, Jordan, that's pretty impressive, though, man. I mean, you know what? Not many guys have that. I mean, you you. Deep down, do you enjoy that, I imagine? Yeah, you know what? Like uh, before, um, I wasn't sure what to think of it. So last year, they told me, they're like, hey, we're going to do a little something for your entrance. I was like, all right, cool. And then I didn't know it was going to be that elaborate. And yeah, it was was a cool experience at first, but I've actually really grown to like it. You know, the crowd kind of gets loud, and I I really like that. It amps me up a little bit. So 
yeah, I really do enjoy it now. You know, it, you know that is pretty cool. Not many guys have that stuff. You know, I can remember when uh, Mariano Rivera used to come in for, and they used to play Enter Sandman. You know, and then the, that was that was kind of the thing. And then, of course, Diaz in in New York, and now you're doing it like mm-hmm. you know, it's really you know, the game is such a uh, what do I call it extravaganza now or whatever. Uh, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's a, such a circus. I, I think it's a beautiful thing, and you know, the, here it is: the game's on the line, win, lose, or draw. Let's go. This is. Yeah, that's pretty cool. A lot of pads yeah, no. now. Oh, for sure. But um, you know, when when I talk to fans and stuff, uh, a lot of times it, it won't be how I pitch. They'll just talk about the entrance, you know. So they seem to really like it too. So I mean, it's it's for them, right? So I know they enjoy it. So I do too. Hey, well, that's perfect then, because if you have a bad outing, nobody's going to remember that. They're just going to think about the entrance. <laughs> yeah, they just remember the entrance. Win win. Perfect. <laughs> Timmy, all right. Well, what's what's Timmy like when he goes into the game, man? Is he? Uh, he you know what, like- T- Timmy's. Uh, again, I think we're pretty opposite. Timmy's. Uh, he's he's always relaxed. Um, I mean, I'm looking at him. I'm like, is this guy even nervous? You know, he's he's pretty rock solid. He Tim's always consistent. You know, consistent in his mood. Uh, whether he's pitching really good, bad, indifferent, um, always the same guy. So I think that really helps him have success. Yeah, you know what, hey, Timmy, you, uh, you know, you, you made your name, you know, in the, in this game, and it was always a, like I said, it was always like a confidence thing. You could tell each each outing you go there, my my final year, you know, with success, you got more confident, confident, and confident. I think that's what kind of what Jordan's talking about now. You know, you belong. You know, you can do this, and you've had a tremendous, you know, start to a great career. You know, and and uh, that's not easy to do, man. It's it's not easy. The toughest jobs in baseball are bullpen guys right because what what happens you guys know how it works if you're good you get abused right that's just the way it is and a lot of times we used to notice it it was almost like year to year like if you let's say you had a big year this year you're you're pitching all the time so you know what the next year you might be a little a little bit off because you know you threw so so many doggone innings right and then it just kind of it just kind of up and down so the the guys like yourself that are steady and just year after year you gotta tip your hat to it, man, because it's it's the toughest job there is in baseball. And they they come and go. They're always looking, you know, for replacements until they get a, get guys that you know they can they can lean on for a number of years, you know, which both of you guys are doing. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah it is I, a, I think go ahead. Go ahead, Romy. Yeah, yeah, I was just saying it's a it's a really tough job, especially, you know, if you are getting overused, but I'd say uh, the Blue Jays are probably one of the best in uh, realizing that, yeah, they're going to go to you when you're throwing well, right? But they're not going to absolutely crush you because they know that too. They know that if they just abuse you, you're not going to be good for the next couple weeks after that. So I feel like in my time here, they've been really good with uh, usage and stuff like that. Obviously, there's weeks where they, you know, you can't help it. You want to win games, but they've been good with that for the most part. Hey, you're the one that you're the guy they want to get get to get abused, man, because that means you're winning every freaking night. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's a that's a good thing. You say, oh, don't worry about it. Get to grab some ice, Jordan. Don't worry about it. Grab some ice. <laughs> hey guys, guys, I had a question uh last week in um uh out west. Uh, Max Scherzer got ejected uh from a game uh for using uh what the umpire said too much rosin or a combination of alcohol and rosin and, and uh, they checked his glove three different times, and uh, uh, and it was really a, a, a it was a lot of controversy regarding that because there's no 
definition on how much rosin can be used uh, in a game. There's no guidelines. It's legal, but it's not if you use too much. You know, how did I just wanted to get both of your takes on what happened last week and should there be uniformity when it comes to uh, how much of this rosin or maybe eventually developing a universal a sticky substance that could be used. Uh, it was just kind of really controversial last week. Would love to get your take on it. You want you want me to go first? Yeah, sure. All right. Guilty. Um, yeah. No. Um, so obviously, like they're doing the checks. I, I do think we're the best thing that's going to come out is is hopefully a universal substance or a universal ball with with some form of of tack on it. Um, just to. I think all pitchers are looking for is consistency, kind of consistency in the ball, consistency in the way that it's rubbed up. And and from an umpire standpoint, just like consistency in how you enforce the rule. Um, yep. I know a lot of people prior to Scherzer watched what happened to Domingo Herman um, in New York and saw that he was warned, he was told to wash his hands, he comes out and they find it again and then they keep letting him pitch. And it's kind of like, well, we're – where's the line drawn, you know, technically you should be ejected. And I think from a pitcher's perspective, like, yeah, you, you, there is a rule and you didn't abide by it. So, so you should be ejected there. Um, and it's like, what's the difference between that and Scherzer is, is where I think guys are a little bit confused and, and are looking for some form of consistency just in the way it's enforced. Yeah. Well, you know, said. It- you know, you know, it used to be in, in uh, you know, guys using sticky stuff or whatever. That's been going on in baseball forever. You know, it was almost like sign stealing, right? It's, it, you know, if everybody's always done it. So you make adjustments so they can't steal your sign. And it's kind of in, in uh, you know, some of these balls are slick. But I think what happened, they came, would, then they come up with a substance that really helps the spin rate or something. And, and uh, but it used to be, man, occasionally you'd see a manager would, question a pitcher on another team right if you know the hitters would come back and say hey he's got something we check him have skip we check him right but the only problem with that is he knows that, that all his guys on his pitching staff are doing the same thing so he, you know it's like uh really do i really want to do that you know you know what i mean and so when you talk about uniformity i think yeah that, that may whatever that might be you know would probably solve a lot of problems you know yeah Anyway, hey, you ain't, you, Terry, you ain't using any of that stuff. I don't want to no answers. Just, hey, plead the fifth, will you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, tell us about the new bullpen down there, man. They got you guys right there in the middle of the fans, huh? Oh, yeah. The the new bullpen, in my opinion, is best in the league uh, by far. Um, yeah, when you're warming up, you're right by the fans. And uh, I wasn't sure how I would like it at first, you know what I mean? But uh, warming up there a couple times, it kind of locks me in a little bit sooner. Like you got all the fans there. You kind of have that little bit more adrenaline right when you're warming up. So I feel like it locks me in quicker. And yeah, I mean, we have that downstairs area too. Um, I know, uh, Timmy likes the bullpens kind of like a country club. He needs his coffee and all that. So Tim, Tim's really enjoying it. It's Tim Hortons. <laughs> Hey, he's changed. Uh, hey, Jordan, Timmy's changed for crying out loud, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's he's, he's changed big time. Last when I knew him. Uh, hey, that's he's the, snapping that's his the fingers at me, trying to get me coffee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, I saw that game in, in the Detroit. I think it was it was your – maybe it was the home opener in, in one of the Detroit pictures. Bullpen guys was calling into the game, and there was like a – 
uh, you know, one of your fans is like, I mean, he could, he could just, he could grab the guy. Right. I mean, it's like, uh, mm-hmm. they may have a little problem with that on the visiting side, you know, or they may have to, you know, do something about that. Cause you know, you know, it, there's some nuts out there. Right. Yeah. Look but I mean, uh, I think it will all be good fun. We'll get rasped a little bit down there, but I think it's kind of nice, you know, wherever we go, we're getting chirped, you know, so it's kind of nice. They'll be getting, uh, they'll be hearing it from our fans at home. Yeah, you know, it, it does. It seems like a cool deal, you know. Even like from watching on TV, it looks like uh, anytime you're in there mixing with the crowd a little bit, it's it's only going to help, you know. So, well, all right, boys, man. Well, listen, yeah, hey, uh, we appreciate you coming on. Taking, you know, you got a game tonight. You take taking some time for us, and uh, uh, you know, we're big fans. Obviously, we're big fans of the team too. We think you guys got a shot to win it all this year, and. and uh, Plus now, now Jordan, you got to go walk your dog, and Timmy, you got to go change some diapers, man. They get you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's right. Yeah. No, thanks for uh, thanks for having us on. No, this was this was a blast. Uh, I really appreciate it. Timmy, let me yeah, ask thanks you for having though. us on. Hey, but, hey, Timmy, you need to put some decorations on them walls, though, man. Look at this. Look how white them. Right, there's no. <laughs> yeah. Do you own that place? Hey. Or you just rented it. No, I just rent it. I just rent it. Yeah. So oh. I'm not. I'm not putting decorations on the walls here on a on a rental <laughs> <laughs> all right boys man best of luck we appreciate you all right thanks all right thank you take care all right. another great gabbing with gibby's great to see those guys john you did it again you brought two guys on two staples of the bullpen uh, and everyone was drinking tim hortons that was kind of cool Hey, these guys aren't just great pitchers, man. They're smart dudes too, you know. Yeah, you know, Johnny, two of the just two good guys, you know. They're they're uh obviously Jordan's one of the top closers in baseball and uh and uh Timmy Mays is one of the you know, the top setup, middle inning guy, whatever you want to use them, you know, top left handers. And um, a strong friendship between the two of them. Oh yeah, inseparable, man. Mutt and Jeff or Rob Batman and Robin, I don't know, but you <laughs> could you could tell they uh yeah, they're 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 pretty close to each other. Oh, absolutely. And uh, now it's going to be a time inspired by our friends at Miller Lite, the sponsor here. We're going to get this week's Roast and Toast. So, John, inspired by Miller Lite, who are you roasting this week? Gosh, I I mean... when I see all these home run celebrations, I better better get me a Miller Lite and settle me down. (laughs) Now, you know, Johnny... I, you mean I like keep, you know, the Red Sox with the inflated dumbbells when someone hits a home run, and you know, you're roasting all the teams that do this this absurdity. Yeah, you know what? Uh, it, it's just, you know the Blue Jays got rid of their home run jacket, thank God, right? In the, well, Vladdy still the, wears his like like you know. Yeah, that's okay. That, that's okay there, but you know I think some of the veteran players say, "Come on, dude, what are, what are we trying to do here?" Right? <laughs> uh, and then, but I see some of these teams out there, you know, with the samurai helmet. It's like. In the, like you said, the fake dumbbells. I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess if the Red Sox weren't weren't act like a, a small budget club ball club now, they'd have real dumbbells, you know. But now they got a, you know, they got inflatables. Yeah, and yeah, now they're now they're small market. They're acting like, it. Um, yeah, it's just kind of like you know what? Do they? I don't think they do that kind of thing in the NFL, the NBA. They definitely don't do it in the NHL. It's just sometimes it just you know just I don't know there's something irritating about because you're looking for the intensity of the game, not like it's like a, a circus, you know. Yeah. Maybe I'm old fashioned, old fuddy well, daddy. I don't know. Well, we're we're both kind of purist in a lot of ways, and sometimes the showmanship is great, but when it gets over the top, like you know, putting on props after a home run, that that's a little too much. 
Yeah, I, I think so. You know, but obviously somebody likes it out there. I don't know. Yeah, so, so definitely some people like it. Uh, and uh, on the other side of the coin, who are you toasting this week? It's got to be the Pittsburgh Pirates, doesn't it? You know, they're kind of the talk of. Uh, they are uh, the talk. Surprising you know, uh, yeah, and, and Shelton got him a nice little extension. You know, uh, yeah. and it's kind of a uh, you know we're all, only a month in, right? It, it's still early. That's you know it's way too early to crown anybody. Um, but I think the last couple of years they've lost a hundred games, and they have. And you know, I guess what's the the part that shocks a lot of people is it's it's one of the proud franchises in the history of the baseball game of baseball right and they just went i mean they just disappeared basically uh for a few years there and, and uh, uh so shelty and his coach staff doing a nice job um but it never hurts to be in that uh, national league central either that's for darn sure you know that, yeah it's uh, not the strongest uh, division then but it's good it's kind of cool to see a team that no one really expected that much from like the pirates come, come into their own a little bit and that's always great for the city that the team is playing in as well. Yeah, it it is. And they're doing a great job. It, it, uh, I'm not, not taking it lightly because they're, they're, you know, they're getting good pitching. They're getting good hitting. They got enthusiasm. Uh, yeah. they have a celebration. Oh, they had the sword celebration. I think. Yeah. Maybe they, that's why they're playing so well. They got the home run maybe, celebration. Maybe they got the sword coming <laughs> up, right? The sword <laughs> celebration, but uh, we'll keep our eye on them and everybody else that uh, inspired by our friends at Miller Lite that Gibby decides to roast or toast every week. And we'll, uh, John, you'll be roasting and toasting some more next week. So, we'll definitely uh, be toasting with some of those Miller Lights. No yeah, exactly. Always, always with the Miller Light. Yeah. Absolutely. And another great episode, John. It was uh, very, very cool to have the, the special guest and – Everything else that you talk about baseball-wise, it gives fans really an insight on uh, uh, with a guy who uh, you know spent years in the dugout, baseball lifer. So, John, it's uh, always a pleasure each and every week to get your insights. Yeah, and you know, it's, yeah, we appreciate these guys coming on because you know they get they got to go to the ballpark. They got you know it's yeah. a game day and all that. And it can be a pain in the butt sometimes. But uh, and after all the travel too, you know, you're, tra- yes. you're traveling. So uh, yeah. this trip wasn't the hard one because they came from New York, this last one. But uh, but yeah, to get guys like that who are so busy all the time, uh, great job, John, as always, bringing on some special guests. And that'll wrap up this episode, Gibby. That's it for this week. Uh, don't forget to get a copy of Gibby's book wherever you get your books. Uh, it's uh, selling like hotcakes, so they say. And we can't wait to hear Kawasaki do the audio book when that comes oh. out, Jim. <laughs> Hey, no, it's it's selling like smile cookies. Yeah, it's selling like smile cookies. There you go. That's it's right. selling a lot for sure. Uh, for John Gibbons, this is John Arezzi. We will talk more baseball with you right here next week on the Gibby Show. Have a great week, everybody, and go Blue Jays. Thanks, Johnny.